0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE.
1: I'm not settling. I'm not settling. I'm not settling. I'm not settling. Let's settle, please. Deshaun Watson has settled 20 of his 24 cases, reportedly, of the people who have accused him and made allegations regarding improper sexual conduct during massages, and now everybody's trying to move forward. But really... Can we? It is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series XM Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance,
2: Christopher Canty. What up? What up, big fella? We're going up on a Tuesday. We were coming in here ready to talk about your beef with KD on social media, and now we got this news about Deshaun Watson settling these cases, man. this is This is huge news for the NFL huge news there's no doubt it, it's immensely
1: huge news it's straight talk brought to you by straight talk wireless so there are still four people who have not settled yet and that is including ashley Solis, who is one of the people who spoke out on HBO she was the first one this, and the very first one to come mm-hmm. forward about it now of the rest of them 20 have reportedly agreed to settle Uh, Tony Busby, who is the attorney for the majority of them, uh, has said that it's not official yet, but we are headed there, and it looks like that's going to happen, and they're not talking about what those numbers are. The bigger issue is this. How does this now play into whether uh, his suspension, impending suspension or discipline for Deshaun Watson is going to get impacted? And Chris, I still believe this should be a year. I'm still on on the thought that Right now, Deshaun Watson has finally done something that, frankly, should have been done a while ago, and I'm not going to all of a sudden pat him on the back for doing it now. If It's not just about settling. It's about the wrongdoing that has happened through all this, and settling, while I'm sure there's going to be no admission of guilt in any of it, there's still a major issue with the volume, with the amount of people that have been involved in this. And with the league's continued
2: push towards showing how much they care about their female fans. Well, Carlin, there's no doubt that it's an uncomfortable fact pattern if you're the National Football League when it comes to the accusations that Deshaun Watson has been facing. The allegations and then the number, the sheer number of accusers and the civil lawsuits that have come out of this thing. But... The reality is that from a criminal standpoint, there have been no formal charges filed against Deshaun Watson. The grand juries in both the counties down in Texas decided not to move forward with indictments. And so the NFL is weighing the evidence and they're also weighing the fact that there is no there is no tangible evidence outside of the sheer number of accusers that they can pinpoint that would, you know, showed that there was a clear wrongdoing on Deshaun Watson's behalf. So the NFL is in a really tough spot because they can't be viewed as being soft when it comes to, you know, misconduct of this nature. But at the same time, they also have to weigh what's going on with Deshaun Watson and, you know, his NFL career and what his rights are in the whole disciplinary process. So this is a tough call. If you're in the national football league, this is a tough call. If you're Sue Robinson, who's, the jointly appointed disciplinary officer, but I listened to the words that NFL spokesperson Brian McCarthy had to say today when he said today's developments will have no impact on the collectively bargained disciplinary process. And I got to call BS, Carlin. I got to call it out for what it is. Cause the timing of it clues us in that there is something that's going on here that is giving us a little more insight as to what we can expect when it comes to the discipline for Deshaun Watson. You know the NFL is notorious for the 4th of July weekend news dump. We got the reports a couple of weeks ago that the NFL was wrapping up their investigation into these allegations, and so we were expecting that we would get a ruling at some point in the next, next few days about what was going to happen as far as Deshaun Watson's availability for the Cleveland Browns. I think this settlement the settlements that he reached with the 20 accusers I think this puts us one step closer to getting the NFL to announce the discipline but then to also for the NFL paving the way for the NFL to allow Deshaun Watson to have a path to be on the football
3: field this fall.
2: Here's uh, G- Jeremy Fowler from earlier ESPN senior
1: NFL reporter on the 12 p.m. Sports Center on these developments.
3: This is an important step for Watson in the NFL where it could make things a little easier that the league doesn't have to worry about or account for new findings in the case coming up or, or to have to sort of recalibrate, recalibrate whatever discipline they want to hand down. But I'm told as far as the timeline, the NFL is sticking to their same process. They were hoping to wrap this up sometime between now and training camp in late July. That is still in play here. Uh, You know, they were willing to come to that conclusion regardless of the civil cases dragging on because they've been doing this for about 18 months. They feel pretty good about their findings. Now, from Watson's side, this is a bit of a change of tone where even as late as last week, he was saying he was going to clear his name. Attorney Rusty Harden had told me in the past that any settlements, that Watson would want those to be public in the amounts of money. And it seems like now it's going to be confidential according to attorney Tony Busby uh, who's representing the plaintiff so that is a bit of a change maybe the league will factor into that and, and that could help Watson in the court of uh, public opinion as well. You know
1: I, I'm going to go back a couple of years and it's not anywhere near the same type of situation okay mm. I spoke to somebody in the league office when the whole deflate, deflate gate thing went down and the thought at the time that I had was tell me if this is right, if this had happened. If Tom had just come forward and handled it the right way at the beginning, would this have turned into what it turned into? And the answer was no. And it would have been something that would have gone away a little bit easier. Now, I'm not, compa- again, nothing to do with the particular incidents, but the way in which Deshaun Watson has handled this has dragged this out over a couple of years, over a year, uh, asserting his innocence all along. I have to believe that the league is still going to make him pay in a big, big way about this. He didn't play last year because the Texans told him to stay away.
2: That's why he didn't play. Well, that's not necessarily... That's not that's 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 a they part didn't of the, suspend him. Well they didn't, they didn't put they didn't, him on the
1: exempt list. No. He they, got his money.
2: Yeah, and, and I hear where you're coming from with that, but there was also several teams that were willing to do the dance at the trade deadline had Deshaun Watson settled the lawsuits then, and Deshaun Watson wouldn't settle the lawsuits then. I mean, there was this report that came out later on in the season about how the Miami Dolphins were ready to go at the trade deadline as long as Deshaun Watson settled the suits, mm-hmm. and he wouldn't settle the suits because he was proclaiming his innocence. So Carlin knowing that he was so staunch in his position about not settling and wanting all of the facts of the matter to come out, that leads me to believe that behind the scenes, there has been some conversation between Deshaun Watson's representation, the Cleveland Browns, the NFL, and the NFLPA about what makes the most sense in terms of all parties being able to move this thing forward. Just get it out of of the way. But here's the thing. I got to believe that in coming to whatever conclusion that all parties came to, that a part of Deshaun Watson settling this is the NFL being able to move past this and not have this story dominate the headlines like it did last season, but then also creating an opportunity for Deshaun Watson to play football this fall. Now, I'm not going to sit here under any illusion and say that Deshaun is not going to get any suspension, but I think the news from today with the 20 settlements means that we will see Deshaun Watson play football at some point this fall. I'm not convinced. I, I'm not convinced at well, all. Well, here's the thing, Colin. You're not convinced? But what's the incentive for Deshaun Watson to settle? What's the incentive for him to to change career? no, No, hold on, to have an about face after just a week ago coming out and saying, I'm not going to settle. Why would he change his stance if it wouldn't be for some assurances from the NFL, from the disciplinary committee, that he would have an opportunity to play football this fall? It doesn't make any sense. If you just look at it from a logical standpoint, why would you settle if you know that even with the settlements you're going to be suspended for a year, meaning you've given up two years of your uh, NFL career well, because on, of all on. of these allegations.
1: Given up, uh, given up, he didn't give up last year. He gave they, up last year. Uh, they, he didn't
2: play. He no, wasn't on the field. They told him to stay aside, he and he not paid on every Carl, penny. Carlin, he wasn't on the field. But and, he still got paid every but, dollar. But, but, Carlin, here's the thing. He could have settled the cases and been traded and played. So he did give up last year. In effect, he gave up last year. But But if if you're talking about settling and still having to get another calendar year, no, man, I'm not buying it. Now, you can call me a conspiracy theorist. You can say whatever you want. But to me, the only logical explanation for this is that the NFL came to Deshaun Watson's camp and said, you know what? This is what you're looking at, a years-long suspension unless we can settle these cases and we can try to move past this storyline. It's
1: all fine, Chris. I mean, at this point, let's just call this what it is. This whole thing is sucked. It stinks from the beginning. It stinks from everything that Watson yep. has done in terms of the 66 different women, yep. uh, female massage therapists. It stinks with how he's handled himself throughout this, continuing to uh, basically act insulted at the idea that he could possibly be guilty of anything. He, it has stunk that the Cleveland Browns Went out and traded for this guy and handed him $230 million guaranteed and then added protections if and when he gets suspended. The whole thing has stunk. It is absolutely stunk from the head down. And to me, if you're the league, and even though he has gone and settled these, you still got four others. Four's still a big number. Still got four others that I haven't wanted to settle. For me, I, I don't want to see Deshaun Watson on the on the field this year. I don't think it's the right thing to do uh, if you're trying to continue to send these positive messages. This has been Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise in just moments. In fact, in about 60 seconds or so, we're going to get more perspective on exactly what went down here and what led to this. Sarah Barshop, who has covered this for ESPN uh, as part of being the Texans reporter, is now the Rams reporter, but has covered this story uh, really from pillar to post at the beginning, uh, is going to join us here in just moments. Now, if the summer heat is making you sweat, your staffing plan, indeed, makes making hiring feel like a breath of fresh air. Their hiring platform makes it simple to attract, interview, and hire candidates all in one place. Just sponsor a post, get matched instantly with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed meet your job description. And you can even schedule and conduct virtual interviews all from the indeed website visit indeed.com credit get 75 dollars toward your first sponsored job terms and conditions apply it is Canty and carlin espn radio espn plus now we welcome in sarah barshop formerly the espn texans reporter now the espn rams reporter you can follow her on twitter at sarah barshop sarah it's chris carlin And Chris Canty, we appreciate a few minutes and just interested to get, first of all, your reaction when you heard the news that Deshaun Watson had decided to settle 20 of these 24 cases so far.
4: So I'll say that from the very beginning, the conversations around this in terms of there being, at the time, 22 lawsuits was they'll probably not all go to trial. It seems unlikely. That is so many, one, so many trials for Watson to go through. And for the but I mean, both parties have to agree to settle. So I would have was kind of surprised to see it's gone this long without any settlements. And then today when they announced the settlements, you know, what kind of jumped out, jumped out to me was Deshaun Watson at the podium saying, I want to go to court and I want to clear my name. Um, now, we don't know what terms of confident, like confidentiality agreements have been agreed to. Tony Busby said that they can't discuss those settlements, that they will not discuss them any further. But we don't know whether there are NDAs included. And so it's interesting to me that Watson has said multiple times that he wants to go to court and clear his name. And now in 20 of those cases, at least, he will not be going to court.
2: Sarah, one of the pieces of information that came out in the last several weeks regarding the investigation into the allegations was the fact that the Houston Texans provided non-disclosure agreements for Deshaun Watson when he engaged these massage therapists. Can you tell us to what extent the organization was aware of any potential misconduct or even just odd behavior from Deshaun Watson when it came to these massage therapy appointments?
4: You know, everyone I've talked to since the first lawsuit came out in March 2021 has said they, they really had no idea. And they've said that on the record. they said that off the record. Just conversations I've had with people in the organization said they would have never thought this would happen. They would have never expected any of these lawsuits. And they really had no idea. Um, in terms of the NDA, the way it was explained to me is that they gave them an NDA for something else to use in other instances, um, including, you know, including massages, basically, they don't want people giving out his address or his phone number. You know, that's what the NDA, I've been told was for. Um, and there's been a lot of pushback since Tony Buzzi put up that statement saying that the te- Texans were involved, that, you know, how could we have known this is what he would use it for? So they have not made an official comment on this. Um, but, again, we haven't seen any amended lawsuits with the Texans or any other defendants added. So Tony Buzzi said that would happen, and I suppose it still could And these in the four that have not been settled, but we haven't seen any amended petitions
2: yet. Well, Sarah, just to follow up with that, we we both can agree that that is odd practice for NFL teams to provide NDAs. I've been in the league over a decade. That's, That's not something that's commonplace. But then also the posturing from Tony Busby about including the Houston Texans and potentially the NFL, did that give a little extra push from the NFL toward Deshaun Watson's representation or his camp in terms of trying to get these cases settled in short order?
4: I don't know about that. Um, I, I wouldn't speculate about that, but I, I will say that I think there's been pressure under Sean Watson to want to settle these as he gets closer to the season, as he knows the NFL is going to make a decision about any potential discipline. Um, now it's interesting to me, the NFL put out a statement today saying today's developments have no impact, you know, on any discipline as part of the process that has been collectively bargained for. Um, but I assume that this will be taken to account. I don't know which way, but that's when the league makes their decision. Um, in one way because now that's 20 cases that will not go to trial and they have concluded, right, because they're settled. Um, It'll be interesting to me the timeline the NFL makes a decision on because there are still four active civil lawsuits.
1: Sarah Barshop, who covers the Rams right now, used to cover the Texans for ESPN, joining Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. You mentioned those other four. I'm wondering how that is still going to play into How the league is going to handle it if you have four people, uh, including the first person who made the allegations in in Ashley Solis, that are unwilling to settle at this point.
4: Yeah, I mean, to me, it's interesting because of the timeline, like you mentioned. Um, Right now, 20 have been settled, but Busby and Deshaun's attorney, Rusty Hardin, have come to an agreement that there won't be any trials between August 1st, 2022 and March 1st, 2023. So unless some of these lawsuits, these trials get fact tra- fast-tracked, which is really not up to the, the, the lawyers or Deshaun Watson. It has to do with the court system. Um, that probably won't be happen until after the football season. So it'll be interesting to me to see what the NFL decides to do if they say, okay, well, we know that 20 have been settled. We have an idea of what discipline. We want to you know, put on him whether whatever a suspension may look like, whether there is even one. Um, or if they say, look, we don't know what's going to happen in these four. Busby has talked about filing two more lawsuits. Let's wait to impose any discipline.
2: Sarah, we remember back in April that Deshaun Watson's camp, when they were making overtures to settle these cases, they insisted that they wanted the information to be public knowledge within the settlement. We know now that these settlements were under confidentiality agreements. So so I'm just curious as to which side whether it was tony busby or deshaun watson's attorney rusty harden which side pushed for the confidentiality aspect of these settlements
4: both attorneys have have said that it was um sean watson who wanted the nda not to be included because he wanted to speak freely he wanted the amounts to be out there and it was tony busby who said we want these confidential both lawyers have said that on the record So it was interesting to me that that you know, other than the settlement, when I saw in the statement that they were confidential settlements, that's something that stood out to me. Um, And I I don't know this; I don't want to say this is fact, but it would indicate to me that Watson wanted to get these settled if he was willing to change his mind about wanting an NDA or not wanting an NDA. Sorry.
1: You know, it's it's strange. You think about all of this coming together at the time that it has, and we're not that far out from training camp, you would have to think that, as Chris kind of mentioned earlier, that there would have been some discussion at some point if the impetus wasn't there before to settle and it was there now, or am I just being more of a conspiracy theorist at this point?
4: Well, I mean, there was a discussion, a very serious settlement discussion in November up at the trade deadline, because the Dolphins owner wanted all of the lawsuits settled before he would trade for Deshaun Watson. And we know that at the time, 18 of the women had agreed to settle. um, And there were four who did not want to. Um, We don't know if it's the same four. um, But it, it, you know, it it shows you that this is being dictated a little bit by the football season. Um, At the time, you know, I got the sense that, Deshaun Watson was willing to make some concessions on the settlement in terms of what we talked about with an NDA simply because he wanted to be traded and he wanted to go play football. Um, So it wouldn't surprise me if this was related at all to the football calendar.
1: Sarah, we appreciate the time and the perspective. Thanks for a few minutes. Thanks, ma'am. Sarah Barshop, who covered the Texans for ESPN, now covers the Rams for ESPN, but giving us great perspective on this whole Watson thing. And we'll get more of it in just moments with one of our experts. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. In just moments, what does this mean as far as the Cleveland Browns are concerned? How do they plan moving forward? We ask Marcus Spears that in moments. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio.
5: Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com.
1: What gets tricky now is between now and when the discipline comes, how the Browns are supposed to handle this. I'm sure they're getting some kind of a idea from the league what they're looking at but it is going to be very, very tricky for Cleveland in trying to navigate what their season's going to look like. It's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Commercial Insurance protects small businesses with affordable coverage options. Quote today at progressivecommercial.com. And I know that sounds a little bit oxymoronic or just moronic when you're trying to figure out what you can do when you have no idea what the discipline's going to be, and you're going to find out here, you would think, within the next several weeks. But if you're the Browns right now, how are you approaching this offseason going into the season not knowing how long you're going to have your quarterback or if you will have him at all?
2: Well, here's the thing, Carlin: you've had an opportunity to plan for it, which is why you brought in three new quarterbacks this offseason. You brought in Josh Dobbs. You brought in Jacoby Brissett those are going to be your contingency plans, your backup options for when Deshaun Watson is not available. It feels like the Cleveland Browns are going to do whatever it takes to move off of Baker Mayfield, so I would anticipate – that we get some news on that front in the next couple of weeks. Everybody's going to drop that idea. <laughs> but, but, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to be Jacoby Brissett. That's going to yeah. be the guy when Deshaun Watson, when and if Deshaun Watson is suspended, Jacoby Brissett will be your alternative. And that's a guy that's got a lot of starts under his belt in the National Football League. So you at least feel like you're going to get competent quarterback play. You're going to get somebody that can at least allow your team to go out there and be competitive.
1: If you're the Browns and you're going to have Watson for half the season, He hasn't played in a year and a half at that point. Mm. What is realistic to expect this season overall? Are you still in the thought that you can actually contend in what I think we would both agree is a pretty difficult division,
2: at least with two of the teams, if not three? It's the the second toughest division in all of football, Colin. It's second to the AFC West. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about all of those teams having championship aspirations. I mean, the Cincinnati Bengals. The Pittsburgh Steelers, who seem to always be in the playoffs, even when they have suspect quarterback play. The Baltimore Ravens, who are going to have a bounce-back year because they're not going to be as injury-ravaged as they were in 2021. So this is going to be a tough division. If you're the Cleveland Browns, though, you didn't make the Deshaun Watson trade for just this year. No. You You made it for the long term because you got tired of cycling through quarterbacks. You got tired of the jersey with the endless list of quarterbacks' names coming into that year. I mean, they haven't had any stability Uh, at that position for this millennium. So I I can understand why they would make this kind of decision and take this big of a swing. But the PR hit that they're taking behind trading for Deshaun Watson wasn't just about 2022. It's about the foreseeable future. So maybe it's more of an acclimation season for the Cleveland Browns than it is about competing at a championship level. On the flip
1: side, the fact that the Mayfield thing continues to be out there and that they have the opportunity to move him. First of all, anybody who's out there right now thinking that somehow they're still hanging on to him because he's some sort of insurance, and I've heard this a lot the last couple days, I'm surprised. Guys, it's never been more clear. He's never playing another down for the Browns. They don't want him. He doesn't want him.
2: That's it. But here's the thing, though. It's not insurance. Baker Mayfield made that clear and obvious when he put out that goodbye letter yeah. in the Cleveland Plain Dealer the weeks following the regular season. Yeah,
1: but even if a couple weeks ago, maybe they can walk this back or try to fix it. In How are you going to walk
2: it back? We just traded three first-round well, draft picks for a quarterback that has 24 lawsuits pending, and we guaranteed him $230 million. That's how little we think of Baker Mayfield that we felt like we were that desperate to go out and make that move for Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. That's, that speaks volumes about what the organization thinks about Baker Mayfield. They don't believe in him. Right. It's dead. So it's over with. That relationship is gone. And yep. so now the best thing for Baker Mayfield is to find a landing spot where he can go out there and showcase what he can do, not just from a production standpoint, but what he can do from a leadership standpoint and being a value add to a team. That's what Baker Mayfield has to go out there and prove. He's got to repair his image in a lot of ways, Carlin, in NFL circles. You know, yesterday, Keyshawn
1: had his crazy
2: It's crazy, Carlin. I hate to cut you off. I'm sitting here thinking about it as I'm talking through it. It's crazy to think. As far as NFL circles go, there's more show and prove for Baker Mayfield than there is for Deshaun Watson. Yeah. That that really is incredible, given what we've seen yeah. from Deshaun Watson over the last year and a half.
1: Well, but nobody—I don't. The thing is, it's showing proof just based on being able to play. We know Deshaun Watson can play when he actually gets on the field. It's just when is that going to be, and when should that be? With Mayfield, we we don't know that right now. We know that he was hurt last year, and he certainly made sure that we knew he was hurt. But think about the now, fact. But Carlin, that-
2: Carlin, here's the thing, and you're right. I'm not disagreeing with what you're saying about the two players, but even from a teammate standpoint, Deshaun Watson has less to prove as a teammate than Baker Mayfield does. That's the world we're living in. Is that true, though? That is true. That is true. That is true. 66? I mean. Carlin, it's true. You haven't heard any stories about Deshaun Watson being a bad teammate. Now, maybe you can make the argument that Deshaun Watson wasn't available to play for his team, but but he he said that he wanted out from the Houston Texans before these allegations even came out. So I don't know if it's fair to, to to draw that type of parallel between him and the Baker situation. But in just looking at it, there are more questions about what kind of teammate Baker Mayfield is than what kind of teammate Deshaun Watson is. And we're talking about a guy that's got two dozen lawsuits out on him.
1: Well, we never heard anything about the kind of teammate that Watson was going to be before this happened. And then it happened. And so... Nobody has really spoken up and said, "I can't play with that guy." Like they have, nobody with. has, nobody has, nobody has. But do you not
2: think that there are some guys that are raising their eyebrows, looking at
1: him in that in that locker room?
2: I will say this, Carlin: there are there are a lot of guys that that are looking at Deshaun Watson and saying, "Okay, let me see what this guy is all about." But there are also a lot of guys around the National Football League that know what Deshaun Watson's story is, that know some of the things that he's done in the Houston community in terms of his philanthropy, his his charitable endeavors. I I think that stuff matters. But most most importantly, Carlin, what kind of guy you are in terms of relating to your teammates in the locker room and whether you can help those guys win is what's weighted the most. And so I think when players start to try to assess what Deshaun Watson is and how they're going to receive him, I think that's that's what carries the day for them. And that's why he's been welcomed in Cleveland with open arms because the guys in that locker room know that on any given Sunday, he's one of the top five to seven quarterbacks in the National Football League.
1: Listen, I don't argue that at all, okay? The, the the charitable part of it, to me, just gets completely whitewashed and, and wiped out because of everything else at this point. Because you and I, and I'm not saying this about Deshaun, I don't know the guy sure. personally. You and I both know plenty of guys who do plenty of things for charity who are bad
2: guys. No, that's true. And they do it because it in their own mind it's a justification. That that's true, Carlin, but I will also take you behind the curtain a little bit. There are a lot of guys in the National Football League that know all about allegations, some of them yes. with merit, and some of them are baseless. I am guys. I don't under, deny that and guys targets. understand that, and that's why when when you see that there are no formal criminal charges filed, there are a lot of guys that are willing to give Deshaun Watson the benefit of the doubt because they've either experienced that or they know somebody within the NFL circle, within the NFL family, that's experienced something similar to but that.
1: But wouldn't they Wouldn't they even look a little bit sideways at the sheer volume? The sheer volume I, I'm, of members I, I, that we're talking I'm, about?
2: Carlin, I'm with you. I yeah. see it the same way you do. I'm yeah. just telling you how guys in the locker room will react. And if this is a guy that's going to be your quarterback, I can see how you can talk yourself into giving him the benefit of the doubt and seeing what he's made of once he gets into your locker room.
1: Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus, on your smart speaker at Play ESPN Radio Network. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Up next, an NFL legend has retired today. We'll talk about his legacy in moments. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio.
0: must be 21 plus plus present president select states gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER terms and conditions apply see app for details
1: a little bit surprised I'm a little bit surprised that Gronk has called it a career earlier today in case you missed it Rob Gronkowski announced his retirement it's Canty and Carlin on ESPN radio and ESPN plus I thought maybe as long as Brady hung in and as long as Gronk basically had to do minimal work in preparation (laughs) that he would go out there and play in the games on Sundays and maybe, you know, run a couple of routes in practice, and that would be the extent of him getting ready uh, to play again. But he is done. And look, he does go down as one of the great tight ends of all time. Top five at the very least
2: no question about it i mean he's got the most touchdown grabs since 2010 and that's not just tight ends that's all receivers in the national football league so yeah gronk is a beast and carlin will spend a lot of time focusing on his impact in the passing game and how he's had this renaissance in terms of the tight end position and you know re-emphasizing the importance of it but also his impact as an actual blocker carlin like I think that'll be the thing that most people will will highlight. Nobody really respects about,
1: or not not respects, pays enough attention to it.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, Gronk was a weapon in the running game for the Patriots. Yep. You know, I mean, listen, we won the Super Bowl against him in 2011, but he was a focal point in what they did. Not only as an inline blocker, but somebody that could motion into the backfield and be a lead blocker. Was he, for he banged their running up for that backs.
1: game? Am I wrong?
2: He was banged up. He had an ankle injury, but yeah. he did play. Yeah. And, and he and he came about a half a step from being able to catch a Hail Mary pass in the back of the end zone to winning that Super Bowl. I remember, yeah. That's how close it was. But, I yeah. mean, that that's how great Gronk was. I mean, this guy used to come down on defensive tackles and defensive ends on wham blocks. That's how devastating of a blocker that he was, Carlin. But, I mean, he's 12th all-time on the receiving touchdowns list. So, I mean, we got to give a shout-out to one of the best to ever do it. I think when he goes down, he will be known as one of the greatest tight ends. I'm not going to say you he think was he's be- the best. I'm not going to say he was better than than some of the other guys. I, I don't think he's better than Tony Gonzalez. I'm not going to say that, but he he he's up there with 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 some of the greatest tight ends. He's certainly top five at the position, no doubt.
1: Oh, uh, no question about that. I thought for sure that Brady would be able to talk him into another year mm-hmm. because it, it just feels like it it would have been too easy to do. But you know, listen, we're not inside him physically and know what he goes through after these <sighs> games. And it's got to be a beating.
2: <laughs> I'm sorry. Just, <laughs> phrasing matters when yeah, you say no, certain I things. Yeah. I, get, I, get, I get what you're We're saying. We're not inside his brain. The thing that I'm surprised about, Carlin, is that he decided this so early in the <laughs> offseason, I thought that this would be something that he would make the decision close to the training camp. I'm going to step away for a moment. Yeah, I think you need to. It <laughs> was very uncomfortable.
0: <laughs> Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network.
1: Calls are lighting up on the whole Deshaun Watson situation. 888-SAY-ESPN. That's the CC call in line, 888-729-3776. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Let's hit it, and we will start out with Don, who is down in Dallas, Texas, up first on ESPN Radio. Don. Don. What do you got, bud?
2: Hey, hey, I'm not going to talk about the Deshaun Washington, but for Baker Mayfield, wouldn't it be best for him to just go to camp and be like the ex-girlfriend that was on the lease, but you broke up with her and you can't get her to get out unless you evict her? That way they can just cut him. You know, make it hard for him and make him cut him. I like the analogy, Don. The only problem is the Cleveland Browns told Baker Mayfield to stay away from minicamp. They're the ones that are telling him that he can't show up for work and they're willing to pay him. So as long as they take that position, Baker Mayfield is not going to be a part of the Cleveland Browns plans for 2022. Let's hit Philip in
1: Kentucky up next on ESPN Radio. Philip, what do you got today?
0: Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom!
4: I kind of wondered if the Browns knew where the lawsuit stood when they traded for Deshaun Watson. You know, where were they in the process of getting these um, taken care of? Did the, the Browns upfront him the money so that they he could take care of these lawsuits?
1: I don't think they upfronted him the money. I think no. that would have been dicey as far as trying to navigate that with the league. But look, as far as trying to settle these deals, there's no doubt – that the Browns wanted that done. I really do wonder what the Browns knew completely when they made that trade, if they knew all of it. You know, because they said they did their due diligence, but how many times have we seen teams that have only gone and found out as much as they wanted to when they made a deal like
2: that? And that's a fair point that you're bringing up. But we did get the reports last week that the Cleveland Browns were not caught off guard by the latest accusations. Now we don't know to what extent the NFL yeah, was after aware the of them, though. You yeah, know, and, and, like, I'm, yeah. big fella, I'm with you on that yeah. one. But we, we, I mean, the Cleveland Browns have made their bed. Now they've got to lay in it, and then they're going to back Deshaun Watson as far as they need to, and I think they've shown you the extent that they're willing to go with the structuring of the fully guaranteed contract that they gave him, Carlin, because he's only got $1 million in base salary for 2022. They were anticipating that there would be some sort of suspension, some sort of discipline coming down the pike for Deshaun, and yet they were willing to stomach it because they know that they've solved the riddle in terms of what their quarterback future is going to look like. So I understand why Cleveland made the decision to what extent they knew Uh, the allegations would go to. I I don't think anybody will ever know that information, but it's clear that Cleveland was comfortable enough with what was out there that they were willing to do the deal. Henry,
1: Long Island, New York is up next on ESPN Radio. Henry, what do you got for us today?
6: Okay, I just want to make a comment that I am not surprised that 24 accusations and the climate in which we live in today um, has come forth. Because if you're a celebrity and, you, and you're and you making money and people are aware of it, if you put yourself in a situation where your integrity and your morals can be compromised, it will. Somebody will take advantage of that. Then you will get another group of people that will jump on the bandwagon just because they know they can get some money out of it through settlements. and And that's what I believe has gone on. I just don't believe that 24 women. Uh, he 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 did that with 24 women. It doesn't make sense. So you don't believe in you don't
1: believe 24 women coming forward.
6: It's an opportunity for them. They're about to make a settlement. Okay. So these women. Come- I
1: mean, it's 24. Come we? Can we not lose our heads over what this is? It's 24. This is not one. This is not two. This is not three. Come on. It's 24. The report last week from the New York Times is was that he seeked out 66 different female massage therapists over an 18-month period. Dude, that's not normal. That's not normal.
2: It's not normal, big fella. But I will say this to the first part of the point the caller was making. When you are... A celebrity. When you are a professional athlete, you are somewhat You're, of a target. Yes, you but are. not for twenty four. And I'm with. And, and that's the yeah. part where I kind of I have to look at it with a side eye. That's the part that makes me uncomfortable. Again, it's a pattern of behavior. And for Deshaun Watson to come out last week and said that he didn't do anything wrong, that's the part to me that that just doesn't feel right. When we start talking about the settlement of this, coming up next, we'll hear from the voice in Cleveland about the Deshaun Watson settlements.